Hey, I'm Pastor Bernard, and thank you for joining the Revival Show. Today, we are going to be looking in John 15, 1 through 8. We're going to be learning about the branches and the vine. We're going to see what God is wanting us to get from this and, uh, and see how uh, this verse can transform us from the inside out. And this verse reads, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You already cling because of the words which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and withered and gathered and thrown into the fire. They are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will, you will ask what you desire and it shall be given to you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciple. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask that you allow us to understand what you want us to understand from this verse, that uh, you are the true vine and that the Father is the gardener. And Father, I ask that you continue to allow the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit of righteous living so we can become your true disciples. I thank you for all that you do. I ask that you penetrate the hearts and minds and you soften their hearts and you educate and give them the knowledge to where they can experience your call and your will. I pray all of these things in your holy name. In Jesus name I pray, amen. So the cultural context here is Jesus is talking to his disciples and they are in the upper room and Jesus is waiting for the Roman soldiers to come and take him to get crucified. So this is one of the last messages or one of the last teachings that Jesus taught to his disciples. And so there has to be some good meat inside of this verse. OK, now to better understand this verse, we have to understand the vineyard and the branches scenario, the metaphor that he used. Now, this ain't the only time that he used this particular metaphor. You can find this all throughout the Bible. Now, why did he use this? It's because back then in the Roman uh, Empire or where he was in that area, in that surrounding area, it was filled with vineyards, grapevines and, and, and bushes. Uh, and so this was a great opportunity for him to use this metaphor to to give his disciples this message because everyone understood. Okay. Now, one thing that you have to understand uh, about the vineyard is that how the process to grow, because if you don't know how to uh, create a vineyard or how it is taken care of, then these things will not make uh, clear sense to you. Okay. And so let's go ahead and get into it. So as I realize 
in my study that a vine dresser, a farmer, a gardener cultivates, manage, and care for the grapevine. So I'm going to try to break this down as simple as possible. Jesus starts off by identifying that the father is the vine dresser. He is the farmer while identifying himself as the true vine. He also identifies the disciples with the branches, which means that the branches represent all the believers that are in Christ. Now, now in this verse, we notice that there are three different types of branches that he talks about. So there's three different types of believers. Okay. So since we understand part of this metaphor, let's jump into scripture. It says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser, every branch in me. I'm going to stop right there. Okay. So I want you to notice every branch in me. Notice this is Jesus talking. And on a spiritual note, when Jesus used the phrase in me, it's always referring to someone who has been born again. So this tells us that when Jesus is talking about the branches, he is talking about reborn Christians. So he's not necessarily talking about anything to deal with unbelievers. Like in Romans 7, Paul says, we have been joint to Christ by his spirit so that we might bear fruit. Now, we are to bear fruit for God. That's plain and simple. But it doesn't say that we will automatically bear fruit, that we will uh, bear fruit uh, no matter what, if we are in Christ, it says we might bear fruit. So in other words, some believers will bear fruit while other believers will not bear fruit. And this is very important to understand because the difference between uh, establishing a, a uh, understanding of this passage is not talking about unbelievers, but talking about believers, because there are some things in here that get you to think about if he's talking about unbelievers. So what is this fruit that we hear all throughout the Bible? Fruit is the opposite of sinful actions. Bearing fruit means living a life that is pleasing to the Father, producing love, peace, and joy, experiencing all of these in our life. But it doesn't necessarily require an outward display because the essentials of bearing fruit is living in obedience to Christ. So it's all about us living uh, in obedience to Jesus Christ, because Jesus said, if you love me, then you will keep my command. You will be obedient. So the fruit is the byproduct of a believer who is faithful, obedient and submissive to the spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is responsible of helping us bear this type of fruit in our life. Now, we know that when we walk by the Spirit, we can bear much fruit. But when we walk by the flesh or when we walk by the world, we cannot bear fruit at all. Now, this bear word simply means to produce, to produce something. So just as a branch of a grapevine produces fruit, so may us believers produce spiritual fruit. So we must understand that the believer cannot do nothing without Christ. It is because the work of Christ on the cross that we receive life. Christ is who sustains us. He is who puts us in the right standings with the Father. The branches come from and receive nutrients from the vine. And so the vine produces the life source for the branches. So if a believer does not respond to the work of the vine, 
He cannot bear the type of life that is pleasing to the father. There is no fruit when there is no fruit. There is no fruit without the branches and there is no branches without the vine. Now, Jesus says that the branches that do not produce fruit will be taken away. Now, at first look, you would think that this take away means to, you know, depart from or get away from Jesus. But in Greek, take away translate to being lifted up. This is where the knowledge of understanding the work of the vine dresser can bring us the correct understanding of what God is saying. On a grapevine, there are three types of branches as we see in the body of Christ. Now, you have a you have new branches, right? New believers that are too mature to produce fruit. These are baby believers, right? People who are just now coming into their faith. Then you have mature branches that bear fruit consistently. Now, these are believers who are mature, that is living the life that has been with Christ for a while, and they are producing fruit consistently. And lastly, you have a fully developed branches that fails to produce fruit. Now, these are the believers that are mature, but you can't tell because their life is not producing love, peace and joy and all the other things that are pleasing to God. And so Jesus said that he would deal with these different branches in a different way. Just as we know that God responds to each of us believers in a different way. Jesus said that the first uh, branch, the way that he deals with this, he says that the branches that do not produce fruit will be taken away. So the very first thing that he does is take away the branches. Now, what does this mean? In case of a branch that does not produce fruit, in the springtime, the vine dresser, the gardener, will lift them up, securing them with other mature branches to support them. This is exactly what Jesus is saying in this verse, that God would take a believer that is not producing fruit, a new beginning believer, and put them with other mature believers, giving them the support in hopes of them eventually producing the lifestyle that is pleasing to God. This is why it's important to keep around like-minded friends. This is why it's important to get friends who are on fire for Christ because it rubs off on you. Every branch that do not produce fruit, the father will lift up. God ensures that believers, baby believers, new Christians are given the opportunity to mature through the spirit and through his word. And that young believers are lifted up and supported by the more mature believers around them. In these times, new believers in Christ may become strong and may be expected to bear fruit in the future. Then Jesus says that the branches that do not produce fruit. Now, this is how he deals with the second type of believer, the one who is producing a lot of fruit. He said they will be pruned. Now, towards the end of the growing season, the vine dresser, the the farmer will prune the, the branches that proves to bear fruit reliably. Now, the pruning makes these branches grow out even stronger in the next season. As the branches become stronger, it has the potential to hold even more fruit. Now, pruning process maximizes the fruit production by the vine. And what happens is, is that he'll take 
part of the branch and he'll cut them off in hopes that it grows and grows and grows and yield more fruit. Now, God takes the believer that produces fruit consistently and rewards them by pruning them. Pruning is a metaphor in scripture for testing trials, uh, circumstances and challenge them uh, that strengthens their faith in Jesus Christ. And this is not a bad experience, but we're talking about any opportunity that the Lord may use to draw us out of our comfort zone so we might be strengthened spiritually. When talking about taking new responsibilities to serve the Lord or in serving in our church or participating in Bible studies, these things are considered the pruning process because this is what makes us strong. When we go through trials and, and storms, this produce endurance. It makes us strong. And so because, <laughs> because uh, the experience like these can be a source of pruning that will strengthen us to bear more fruit for him in the future. And I want you to notice that he only does this to believers who are already producing fruit so that this far we see that it is clear that Jesus is distinguishing in between believers based on their fruit productivity. Because the believers that do not produce fruit, he takes away and takes a different approach. And the believers that do produce fruit, he prunes with another approach. So Jesus goes on to say, Abide in me and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bear much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So this abiding word, right? In Greek, this abiding means to remain or to stay or to endure. So in other words, Jesus saying, remain in me, stay in me or endure in me and I in you. And this is referred to the eternal security of a believer. We have to remain in Christ in order for God to accept us, to for us to be in right standing with the father. Because the Bible teaches that once we are joined to Christ by faith, we abide in him forever. This is the eternal precept. So this is all about union, union with God through the faith we have in Jesus Christ. Jesus goes on to explain the road to a successful abiding in Christ. He says that we are his branches and he is our supply, that we cannot expect to bear fruit apart from him. If a branch was damaged or it was cut off and no longer uh, exists, then we can't expect for it to bear fruit. Only by abiding or remaining connected to the vine and receive the nutrients can a branch produce a lot of fruit. And so in other words, we must rely on Christ for the work we accomplish receiving our nutrients and our supply from Christ as opposed to anything else in the world. We have to rely on Christ. We have to remain in his uh in in him, okay? Jesus is our source of truth. He's our reason for hope and our focus of life. And anything outside of God, anything outside of Jesus, we 
do not abide, when we do not abide in Christ, we cannot and will not ever produce fruit. It's only when we abide in him that we produce much fruit. Now, if anybody does not abide in me, this is the part, uh, another part of the verse. He says, if anyone that does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they get, they are gathered. They gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you deserve, desire, and it shall be done. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciple. Now, this third believer, I want you to realize that it does not talk about uh, if he bears fruit. Now, the first two deals with fruit. Now, this last one deals with abiding. He says, if you do not abide in me, you will be cast out, right? This third type of branch that I was talking about, that is the mature believer that does not produce fruit. The vine dresser will go through the field and cut off any branch that had not produced fruit by the end of the season. And this is a different, this is different, different than the pruning process, which is, is cutting off the part of the branch and allowing the rest to grow back. That's the pruning process. This casting out means to cut off removing the branch altogether, eliminating the possibility of ever growing fruit. Jesus said that they will be gathered and thrown into a fire and they will be burned. So some may believe that Jesus must be speaking of unbelievers because of this verse, of this fire and this burning. A lot of people will automatically assume that this burning or fire interprets the judgment fire of hell. But in this case, the fire is also referred to as a picture of judgment for believers. We see this in 1 Corinthians 3, when Paul describes this judgment seat of Christ. So we cannot automatically say that fire means hell since fire can be used for both believers and unbelievers. The verse goes on to say, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciple. disciples. Here is the abiding in Christ again. He takes it a step farther by saying when his word abide in us, whatever we ask, whatever we desire, it shall be done. This is how we truly worship God. This is how we glorify the father. And this produces much fruit and will become when we will become his disciples. Now, let's summarize what we have just read. I'm going to give you about six or seven principles that God wants you to take from this. Principle one, he wants us to know that he is the way, the truth, and the light. And the only way to the father is through him. He is the true vine and that the father is the keeper of the vineyard. Principle two is that believers only have life because the grace that God gives through the work of the true vine, Jesus. And that when we have faith in Jesus, we can produce righteous living and experience true joy, peace, and love in our life. Principle three, that there are three 
types of believers. Number one, a just reborn believer, a baby Christian, immature believer that does not produce fruit quite yet. A mature believer that produces fruit on a consistent basis and a mature believer that produces no fruit. And because of this, he deals with each believer differently to ensure that they will produce fruit in their lives. He says that the immature believer that does not produce fruit, he will lift them up by surrounding them with mature believers so that they can grow in the word of God and eventually produce fruit. He says that the mature believer that produces fruit, he will prune them, then take them uh, through tests, through trials to strengthen them and give them opportunities to serve in order for them to produce more fruit. And he says that the mature believer that does not produce fruit, uh, that does not abide in him, I'm sorry, that does not abide in him, he will cut off. And any and they will receive a Christian or their judgment. And this is not necessarily a hell judgment. So uh, principle four is that in order to produce fruit, in order to have eternal life, we must abide in Christ through faith to remain in him and he will remain in us. Principle five, without abiding in Christ, we can do nothing. And principle six, the last principle I want to give you, he says, he tells us to abide in him and abide in his word. And whatever we ask for, whatever we desire, it will be given to us. And this is how we glorify God. We glorify God by the way that we live. So I encourage you to remain in Christ, to remain in God's word in order that the Holy Spirit can produce this type of lifestyle that is pleasing to God. I encourage you to build your relationship with the Father by spending quality time in consistent prayer with the Father. That's my time. And remember, live for God because God sent his son to die for you.